and welcome to episode 169, season 8, episode 14 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I am Andy, uh, joined across town by Andrew. Hey guys, uh, Ohio State sucks as as it uh, turns out, and Michigan did not need to cheat in order to beat us, so I bow down to wow. my Michigan God. You have turned over a new leaf, Andrew. I cannot you know, believe I you. I try to be a little rational now that... Uh, you know, I'll bet you weekend. didn't even self-censor the M's uh, this week, did you? Or last week, actually. No, I did not. I feel that's childish and immature, and I will not do that anymore. I'm, uh, I'm better than that. I'm glad that you finally turned over a new leaf. This is fantastic. <laughs> you know, growth, uh, life is all about growth. It's important. You know, I'm older now. I'm yeah. a father, so it's important. Yeah. Well, it's a shame that Tom could join us this week, but I'm glad to have no, you here. No, it's too bad. I'm sure yeah. he didn't watch the games anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Is there anybody knocking at your door this week? Is it <laughs> no, Lou Holtz? No Is it door. Lou Holtz telling you that your team wasn't man enough? <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about that. I wonder if Lou Holtz finally got the last laugh. He sure did after that game. Uh, we'll talk about did that he here shortly. Say anything about it? Okay. Let's God, I hope he did. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the uh, last set of the uh, CFP rankings before the final ones when they choose uh, who goes where um, Sunday. Um, these came out tonight a little while ago and we have Georgia, uh, Michigan, Washington, and Florida state as your top four, as it is right now. Uh, keeping in mind that (laughs) some of these things will sort themselves out further, um, come Friday and Saturday. Um, Oregon is in fifth and they are playing Washington who is ranked number three on Friday night because the Pac-12 is not a uh, serious football conference. As you will be reminded, they are no longer going to exist after this year. Or got actually, a 3v5 and it's on a Friday night. That's just Yeah, are, are they actually... I can't remember. I, I guess they're going to kind of exist. It's just only going to be... Two schools. What, two schools who have an agreement to play with the Mountain West Conference apparently now, uh, <laughs> at least temporarily, until they just absorb the Mountain West Conference, I would assume. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know why they would... I mean, I, I'm i not sure what cachet the Pac-12 really has at this point, other than with the, with the granddaddy of them all, with the Rose Bowl, you know, how much that means. Uh, so does the, does the Pac-12 network uh, continue to live on? How does that work? I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, maybe you it's should just, check your new res- your new refrigerator you just had installed. Is, does it have one of those screens? Is it on there? It does. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. My TV does not get the Pac-12. Or sorry, my uh, my refrigerator does not get the Pac-12 network. That's a shame. Yeah, it's really a shame. Um. Okay, good. It looks like we have some uh, some Mac updates that we'll get to uh, later if we don't forget. Um, all right, so that is your... I guess we could finish out doing the top 10 because some of these teams may become relevant by the end of the week as far as playoffs goes anyway. Um, number five, like I said, was Oregon. Ohio State is number six. They dropped a few places. And... Um, Texas is number seven, Alabama is eight, Missouri nine, and Penn State ten. I think uh, after eight, it doesn't, there's no impact to the playoffs. I think it's only the top eight that we're really looking at at this point. So, uh, I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the AP or the coaches poll really 
matters anymore. Um, we should check in on the FPI though and see if our last place uh, P5 team is still there. Let me. I see. Or do you want to do you want to do the honor since that's been your ongoing bit for a while now? Sure, sure. Let me let's let's take a look here. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go to the bottom, move up, and. Stanford is still looks like the lowest P5 team. Yeah, I uh, that's what I see as well. Uh, lowest P5 team at 105. Yeah, Vanderbilt just a few few spots ahead of them. God, they moved up. I think they were uh, one spot ahead of them uh, recently. Let's see what else. Um, let's see if we got any other interesting things in the FBI. Um, well, your team, actually, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, at number mm-hmm. one, in number the one, FBI. yeah, yeah, you know, eleven to one would be, yeah, based on statistics, the best team in the country. Yeah, if we let the FBI pick the playoffs, uh, we should be glad that they don't. But they would. Uh, it would be Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, and Penn State. So Ten basically, and Penn State is number four. Yeah. Basically all Big Ten schools uh, after next year. <laughs> so, yeah. Fun. Uh, look at that uh, Big Ten bias from the uh, from the FBI. Three teams of the Big Ten in the top four. Seven um, to five takes A&M at 14. Very nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, speaking of, I guess we can... Uh, well, uh, before we get to that, I guess we can see if there's anything else interesting. Um, it has Florida State down USC at number nine, and, uh, twelve or no. Yeah. That's interesting. Seven five I mean, USC at twenty one. Seven five Miami at twenty four. Good, good. Okay. Okay. Six and six UCF at twenty seven. Five and seven TCU at twenty eight. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's some some fun things there. I guess you could see in a. Texas A&M team at 7-5 being uh, where they are uh, essentially based off of the the metrics that they've been putting up is the, the F, uh, FBI thinks that A&M should have actually won a whole lot more games than they actually did, which probably is why uh, Jebo Fisher no longer has a job, but we talked about that a lot, uh, I think, last time or maybe time before. However, they do have a new coach. Maybe, so Yeah, maybe now that they have a legitimate coach, they can uh, win some games. We'll see. Maybe. So they have... Uh, so there was some interesting things that went uh, that went down there um, in the past few days. So there was word, I believe, before the Kentucky Louisville game that Mark Stoops was possibly out the door to uh, to Texas A and M, and it seemed like that was the thing. Like everybody was, all the media were hinting at that being a done deal, and then a few hours later, um. It seemed like Texas A&M was getting a bunch of backlash, and so they basically backed off that. Also, it helped that, I suppose it helped anyway, uh, that Kentucky beat Louisville in their rivalry game Saturday. So Mark Stoops felt the need to tweet like very late at night after that game that he had decided to stay at Kentucky. Um, followed by Mike Elko of Duke fame, at least most recently, Previously, the, I think, defensive coordinator at A&M and Notre Dame, possibly other places. Um, but he, uh, he had been hired, I believe, uh, like a couple days ago or something like that. 
one or two days. I don't know. Things are moving fast. Do we think that Elko will do better there than Stoops would have? Like they were unhappy know. about Stoops coming, but do were they? I mean, I don't know if they were any happier about Elko. I don't know. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah. I think that we've discussed it on the Discord. I'm not sure how much we discussed it on here. Uh, Mark Stoops' record against winning programs is not great. Uh, but he is at Kentucky, so I mean, it's he hard. is at Kentucky, so you have to grade on a bit of a curve. Uh, they yes. do have two 10-win seasons since 2013, which is something that Texas A&M as a whole cannot say. They've had our 10-win, two 10-win seasons, or any, actually. Um, yeah. So in that aspect, uh, he seems like an improvement. Um, no, Elko seems to have, you know, he has less experience. He's only been a head coach for two years, but he has done really well at a program with not a lot of history of success, which I guess you could say right. the same thing as Stoops, really, but um, at Kentucky. Both basketball schools with not a lot of history of success with football. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess time will tell. I do think that uh, I think that Elko is a smart hire. It is definitely not a flashy hire. They put out his uh, salary, which is basically $7 million flat, and then there's a bunch of incentives that he's never going to hit. Um, but it is an incentive-laden contract, as they're saying. So, like, if he hits... A million is a good salary. I don't... I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not like what Jimbo got, yeah. which, but that was bonkers. It was bonkers. Uh, in his defense, he uh, he rode those coattails of Jameis into a ridiculously huge contract that A&M was stupid to give him. So, But that's not his fault. So, he got the money. Um... All right, so any also we had uh, Jeff Lebby was hired by Mississippi State. Um, this is the apparently same. Oklahoma did not want him anymore, is what I'm reading. I don't understand, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah that is correct. Also, keep in mind this is the same uh, Jeff Lebby that uh, was previously at um, Baylor when uh, Art Bryles was there is therefore also associated with all of the bullshit and awful, unspeakable things that occurred under Art Bryles' uh, watch. And if I remember right, is he the one who's... He's the one whose dad is... Or wait, Art Bryles is his father-in-law, right? Is that the guy? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. God. (sighs) This is all... I mean, okay... (laughs) <laughs> he is probably a good football mind. However, he is not this a is person. a shit stain of a well, human being and he should yeah. not be in college football. Um, and I can't imagine that any of standing Mississippi state fans would feel any differently about it if they were being honest with themselves. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same kind of situation that, you know, Browns fans have had to, Either uh, grit their teeth at Deshaun Watson being um, well, in and there. also Auburn fans with Hugh Freeze. So, sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, although I think that I think Hugh Freeze is a, uh, his is fun to make up, make fun of because of the hypocrisy. Uh, as far as we know, well, nobody he was, was actually also, hurt. Well, wasn't he harassing like rape victims at Liberty to keep quiet? 
Well, he was definitely messaging them, trying to stick up for his, uh, uh, for the AD there, whose name is escaping me. I mean, yeah, that, that is, uh, that's definitely shady. I'm not trying to make light of that. I am saying that the, yeah, that the, um, the pervasive rape culture at Baylor that Art Briles, uh, covered up, uh, was, um, I guess there's levels to to this shit. <laughs> I'm not saying that Hugh Freeze is a great person, but if there right, are right. levels of uh, of shit uh, shithousery or whatever, then then that's worse, in, in my eyes at least. I'm not sure what what else gets worse than um, what our Bryles did. Um. Anyway, so Jeff Levy to Mississippi State. Also, um, news happened today. Actually, I mean a lot is happening now. This is uh, hiring and firing season and transfer portal season, all that stuff. In conference championship games, a lot of stuff's going on. Uh, Fran Brown, uh, UGA defensive back coach, was hired as Syracuse's new head coach today. Um, I'm have not heard that he's staying through the conference championship game or the net. Or well, if they sorry, <laughs> got ahead of myself. Or any p- potential postseason berths. Uh, don't know what the plan is there. Um, it. I would assume that's going to come up with. Uh, I think. Kirby probably has a press conference tomorrow. I'm sure it'll come up. So we'll see if they're, I, I don't know how it would work because generally coordinators stay on staff. I'm not sure because position coaches, this hasn't really happened before getting hired directly to a head coaching job. Um, yeah, it's probably not as big of a deal as a coordinator leaving early, but, um, I'm sure they would probably just get, uh, I mean, Kirby's background is in defensive backs. He would just probably spend a little bit more time there if he needed to, um, or they get one of the analysts to, uh, to I don't know how that works, temporarily promoted. I, I don't know how that would work. Anyway, Fran Brown to Syracuse, a uh, really good recruiter, um, supposedly the top recruiter on 24-7 this year. He's formerly of Rutgers, so he's big in the... Um, I think really good recruiting supposedly in like the DMV area and okay. whatnot. So probably pretty important for, uh, for Syracuse. Definitely a good hire has been around for a couple of years and knows how to, how to run a, a pro a program as these, uh, Southern head coaches call it program. Uh, Bobby Petrino also hired today as offensive coordinator. He was actually hired. I thought they were just yes. vetting him. That's what well, I it saw. went oh, it went from man. vetting to uh, to the official um, Brett McMurphy and Pete Thamel tweet that he was hired uh, as offensive coordinator at Arkansas. Keeping in mind, this is the same Arkansas that he was fired from after he was uh, uh, sleeping with the motorcycle. It. Yeah, sleeping with an assistant that was underqualified for the job that he hooked her up with, and he <laughs> she was on the motorcycle with him as he got in that accident, if I remember right. So, yeah, just a disaster of a... I mean, it's just wild that, that they're actually bringing him back there after he did that sort of thing. Must um, not be a lot of options, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, they're just setting him up to... There's clearly uh, boosters or somebody who wanted Petrino back, so they didn't want to fire Pittman, I guess, right now, so they're just setting him up as the interim head coach about this time Uh, next year. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so they're just setting him up to be the next head coach. Um, All right. Next week's uh, 
actually, let's get into last week's games. So, Tuesday, our last Tuesday of Maction, unfortunately, we had Eastern Michigan at Buffalo, and uh, Buffalo was favored by 6.5. Eastern Michigan won 24-11. Thursday, they had, in the Egg Bowl, um, Ole Miss was favored by 12.5. They won 17-7. I remember it being... uh, Somewhat anticlimactic, at least for me. It was it was pretty boring this year. Um, yeah, I mean, 17-7, especially when you have a Lane Kiffin team. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It was, uh, I don't think that there were any points scored in the first quarter, if I remember right. I don't have the game log up. I, I don't really care that much, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was not moving very uh, quickly. Um, speaking of not moving very quickly, Friday we had Iowa and Nebraska. Nebraska was favored by two and a half, and uh, the over/under was twenty-six and a half. I put that in here so we would know. Iowa won t- uh, thirteen to ten. It's, so yeah, it fell to twenty-three and a half, and it still went under. It still went under, so twenty-three. Yep, still yeah. hit the under. Uh, uh, smart people at this point would probably just go with the under in any game involving Iowa. Like I said, smart you people. You would only lost. You would have only lost once this season, I think, and yeah, you'd be making some pretty good money. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so Miami uh, was paired by nine and a half at Boston College at noon, and uh, Miami won forty-five to twenty. Good job, Vegas. TCU was at Oklahoma. Oklahoma was favored by 10.5. They won 69 to 45. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Missouri was favored by 7.5 at Arkansas. They won 48 to 14. This was where a lot wow. of people were just assuming Pittman was going to get fired, but yeah, didn't happen. Um, I think they put out the, uh, the dreaded, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the letter from the athletic director, um, what do they call it like the vote of confidence or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually but, yeah. That's a kiss yeah. of death. Yeah. So he he's got the job for now uh, for this coming season, barring anything yeah. crazy happening in the offseason. Maybe they'll just go ahead and give him the axe and just let uh, Petrina take over. Like maybe if the recruiting craters or something, which it probably will if they don't extend his contract because generally players don't like come, like right. to come to a school that doesn't have a four year contract. Um. So yeah. Oregon State at Oregon. Um, last game in this uh, for the foreseeable future, although I do believe uh, that it will be coming back at some point. I just don't know if they have yeah. uh, the dates yet. Oregon favored by 13.5. They won 31-7. to Also, um, Oregon State... Shit, where did... Uh, Jonathan Smith went somewhere. I forgot to cover that in the news. Where, where did he go? Do you remember? Um, Michigan State? Was that right? Michigan no. State. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I forgot to cover that. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. That's how much we care about Michigan State. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say there. It's been a really bad se- bad season for them in, uh, in many ways. Um off the field and on the field. So I just kind of forgot about that. Also, to be fair, that's like, that's a total of five coaching changes in like in one week. Uh, yeah. 
there's probably more that we forgot about. Um, that's a lot to keep up with for people that uh, aren't paid to care about it. Saturday, we had Kentucky at Louisville. Um, fair by six and a half. Louisville was they uh, Kentucky, like I said before, they won thirty eight to thirty one. So, um, Mark Stoops staying put as of right now. Texas A and M was at LSU. LSU fair by eleven and a half. They won forty two to thirty. Job Vegas. Alabama, oh boy. Alabama favored by 14 and a half at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And Alabama wins 27-24 on some absolute, like, bullshit at the end. Not really bullshit, just like <laughs> a typical Iron Bowl bullshit, I guess. Um, I, oh man. It was, I was watching this with my uh, Alabama uh, grad girlfriend and oh so at some point or no we were still sitting there and i was like as she was like trying not to watch kind of but we were like we were both in the room i was like well looks like uh uh, auburn's gonna win this because you know okay so leading up to this to the end like the very end of the game uh let's see how how did it go like Jalen milro had had first and goal they had first and goal from the seven, I think it was. I can't remember. Was there a bad snap or something? There uh, was. Yes, there was a bad snap. Which. Oh yeah, he um, wasn't ready for it. The center like sailed it past him or something. Apparently, the safety on Auburn's side clapped, and that was the uh, problem. Um, and there is apparently video evidence of this, and he did it right next to the ref, and the ref didn't call it. So it was funny, but um, yeah, weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that they did that with uh, with UGA uh, earlier in the year, so that that wouldn't be surprising. Um, also, to be fair, I think a lot of schools do that. Just uh, some some people get caught doing oh, it. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that happened, and then he was um, so they were pinned back because of that. Uh, so they had was that, fourth like, and thirty-one. Fourth and goal from the thirty-one. Sorry, I think it was. Uh, well, even prior to that, putting them into the thirty fourth and thirty one, it was a uh, it, he was trying to complete a pass. He goes past the line of scrimmage, oh, yeah. tries to go back <laughs> behind it and throw the ball, and then they yeah. throw a flag um, for uh, for throwing a pass past line of scrimmage. So it's a loss of down and. Uh, what a 15 year penalty or whatever. So then yes, fourth and 31 at that point, Auburn makes the brilliant decision to with a fourth down to still apparently worry about him running Running. the ball because they rush to and keep a guy in the middle of like in front of the D tackles, just kind of standing there. Um, not really making an effort to do anything. Um, so they were rushing two at that point. And he picks out a guy. Also, they somehow, with eight guys back, there was a guy in single coverage in the back left of the end zone. Jalen Miller <laughs> throws a rocket right to the very top corner. Incredible throw and good catch by, uh forget the guy's name, Bond, maybe, something like that. And uh, so they, they lose at the last second, um, which is just uh, fitting for Auburn to lose that way. It was way. so great. Yeah. It really was. Um but it was um 
was a hell of a game uh, for at least a an uninterested third party such as myself. But it was uh, Same. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like for yeah. the uh, the longest time, I was like, here's that you know um, Jordan Hare voodoo magic mm-hmm. garbage that uh, always seems to happen. So, um, but uh, you know, I mean, the, the typical the sentiment- Iron Bowl fashion, yeah. Well, the sentiment around uh, some seems to be that he Freeze has always been good at getting up for big games, but then uh-huh. uh, being prepared for lesser games has no, and being consistent enough to win like throughout the season and get your players yeah. ready for every game has never been a, his strong point. So, I mean, they played pretty well against UGA earlier in the year, um, like real early in the season. I do think that like they're that UGA team is so much different than the one now, just in like just identity. However, they still played really well. Um, and they yeah. played well in, in this game as well. Um, it was, uh, it was just a very, it's a very strange game, but the, uh, I was happy that Alabama won, not least of which, because, uh, it would have been a sad household that night, but uh, <laughs> I don't like. Almost Auburn, was, so. almost was, yeah, almost was. Yep. Um, all right, where are we at? Let's see. I looked away from the screen for a second. All right, Washington State at Washington in the Apple Cup. Washington was favored by sixteen and a half. They win twenty-four to twenty-one. Very close game. Was this the? Trying to remember. Is it like pouring down rain at this game? I know that it was a torrential like blizzard in one of the games we'll talk about later. Um, no, I can't remember. Not. I it didn't seems watch like it's it, always... so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the Alabama-Auburn game was on at that time, so yeah, I wasn't... Exactly. Yeah. kind of had to pick <laughs> one or the other, at least with the was at the bar for part of this time, so they just... Well, at least at that bar, they only had like one big screen and it was being in Alabama. There was no question what game it was going to be on. So, Mm. yeah. Uh, Florida State. um, Also, actually, before we move on, the Apple Cup will continue, apparently, uh, because the schools will keep on playing after Washington leaves for a new conference next year to the uh, the big, right? I don't know. There's been so many conference changes. I started trying to think of where everybody was going today, but yeah. Uh, next game, we have Florida state, uh, fair by six and a half at Florida. They, uh, Florida state won uh, 24 or 15. Can't say I watched this. Um, uh, I did not watch it either. Okay. Yeah. Hey, did, no, I didn't watch it. You would have watched it if this were a big 10 game featuring Indiana and Minnesota, right? Andrew. That's right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I yeah. don't watch ACC. It's terrible. Yeah, who awful. would watch that? Who? Indeed. Who? Indeed. Who would watch <laughs> that? Um, uh, I don't know. I can't really uh, speak authoritatively about this game because, like I said, didn't watch it. I obviously t- the that quarterback Tate Rademacher or whatever at Florida State. He did well enough for them to beat Florida, which isn't. I'm not sure how much that's saying this year, given that Florida went five and seven. Um, yeah, but it. Uh, it's better than losing to them. Um, yeah. So I know that they've fired a couple defensive staffers so far. They've been losing recruits at Florida. Things aren't going well. However, it appears that they've 
had too many coaching changes. They have no interest in uh, in getting rid of Napier at this time. But I like. I'm not sure if they're gonna draw some kind of line in the sand that he has to do better than that, like a a Brian Ferentz rule type thing of uh, of improvement that he has to have before next year. But we will. Uh, what uh, what year is this for see. him? Is this two? I think. I feel like they should give him more than than. I, I mean, I know that in this current landscape, you don't get four years, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I I don't think that they want to just uh, just keep hiring and and firing people just right every couple of years. Um, yeah, he's he's this is only his second year there. He was at Louisiana for three years before this, so um, yeah. Anyway. Well, he's not going anywhere this year, it appears, but uh, there could be some more snaffing changes there. It doesn't sound like they're getting rid of the defensive coordinator. I'm not sure about offensive coordinator, yeah. but uh, I believe he's been calling the offense. I think the the uh, what fans want to see is an actual offensive coordinator and have him be more of a head coach worrying about head coaching things. Because... Um, you can only do that so long. It seems like every head coach learns that lesson eventually that it's just too much to do. Uh, you you can't be worried about coordinating one side of the team and doing everything that you need to do. Right. Uh, yeah. Eventually something will suffer. Um, anyway, so Clemson was favored by seven and a half at South Carolina and they win 16 to 17. Did you watch this? Uh, Andrew. No, I did not watch this. I heard Tom okay. did not watch it also. Okay. All right. I don't think anyone watched it. Why would you watch it? 16 to 7? That sounds like know. a brutally boring game to watch. I wouldn't. I, I wonder if uh, if Tyler from uh, Spartanburg was secretly a Dabo plant. <laughs> that's what I said. Or, sorry, yeah. that's what Tom said the other week. Yeah. yeah right. That's what Tom. Yeah. You got confused about famous. who you were. That's weird, Andrew. I know. It's weird that that happens sometimes. <laughs> that's super weird. Um,. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. As you do. Is your dog looking yeah. at you sadly right now, Tucker? Yeah, he's miserable. <laughs> yeah, always, always. I don't um, know why he's still here. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> so mm, I don't know any anything on that before we move on. Clemson won. Good for them, I guess. Uh, Good for them, I guess. South, South Carolina stays losing. I think Beamer cried after the game, which is not surprising, but uh, uh, yeah. Okay, well, the uh, let's, let's see. What does this put uh, put Clemson at for the year? Are they at eight, eight and four? four. They're okay. gonna go bowling. South Carolina, on the other hand, is probably gonna need a lot of help to go bowling. Um, they're they're not going bowling. Let me tell you, they're five and seven, so it would depend on APR. And I don't know if you know anything about South Carolina, Andrew, but <laughs> they have a bad <laughs> APR. Not a good academic school, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, we talk a lot about the SEC schools not being great. There, there are some SEC schools that are that are pretty pretty good uh, academically. South Carolina is not one of them. Uh, they're they're not going to a bowl. I, I, I would guess it would take that's a miracle. Yeah, yeah, sure does. Uh, so Georgia was favored by 23 and a half at Georgia tech. Uh, they win 31, 23. Um, this, uh, was a, 
um, an interesting game that um, I will. I'll give Georgia Tech some some kudos here that they played a good team. They look competent and improving under um, Brent Key, um, Hunter King. Um, there's too many hunters in sports right now. I had to hesitate there to remember which hunter it was. Hunter King, I believe. Uh, their uh-huh. quarterback is pretty good. Um, they have some other good um, good running backs. They they used Hunter King in some interesting ways uh, with some interesting um, option runs um, that were very... Uh, I would say you don't see a lot of quarterbacks doing that. It's going to get your, well, the quarterbacks that you see doing that are at places like Ole Miss and like Jackson Dart who gets hit a lot and has been injured a lot as a result. So like he's going to take a lot of hits. So like a lot of teams just aren't going to do that. Um, so that, that being said, he played pretty well. Um, didn't really do all that great passing wise, but like they moved the ball efficiently they got um, UGA had a couple turnovers. They got 14 points off of those turnovers, which is good for them. Um, a little uncharacteristic of uh, of UGA to do that. One of those was probably the officiating was very strange. I will say that um, it's nice that I I think the officials sucked. Uh, we still won, so I'm not you can't really bitch about it too much when you win, but. It yeah. was made a lot closer, and there were a lot of shitty calls that cost us like two TDs, <laughs> uh, which you know made it look a, a little closer than it probably. I mean, it is close. It was an eight point win. Clearly, we didn't cover, but um, mm-hmm. like there was, if you look at the post game win expectancy, it was never tilted Georgia Tech's way. It never looked like they were actually going to win, but you know they stayed in the game through their their help and. Uh, some calls by the officials probably helped a little bit, but it is what it is. Also, UGA did the most vanilla game plan I've seen them do on on offense and defense since Vanderbilt. Um, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, Rara Thomas, and Tate uh, Ratledge. Uh, so four starters on offense didn't play. At least two or three of those would have played if this was next week, but they just rested them. And the were they was, hurt, or they just wanted to rest him? Uh, Brock is sore. They said, and he—I mean, he's sore every every week. Uh, but I think that um, he probably would have played. He went through warmups and had his had his uniform and pads on and everything during the game. He probably would have played if it was Alabama. Um, and I think Lad probably would have played and probably will play this weekend too. Um. And Rawa Thomas is probably our third receiver. So basically our top three receivers were out and uh, passing has kind of been our, you know, the thing this year um, that said, because of, uh, of that they, and because uh, Georgia tech is so bad uh, on rush defense, uh, Kendall Milton had a game, had 156 yards uh, rushing. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. He had to have had like nine or 10 yards per carry. So it just became like, try to shorten the game as much as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Given that the, uh, somehow that ESPN crew, like 
I don't think it was their fault, but there were so many fucking ads. I have no idea how there were that many ads during a game that was running clock as much as it was, but I mean, they kept on stopping it for ads. Yeah, you got, yeah, exactly. You got to fit those ads in. They paid for them. <laughs> it was, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but anyway, uh, and now I'm curious what he, uh, what he actually had. Sorry. He had eight point Kendall Milton had 8.7 yards per carry on Saturday. So a good night when you're getting almost a a first down every time you hand him the ball, it's all right. Um, Hey, well, we'll see what, uh, what happens this next week. Like I said, uh, Georgia tech, uh, they played pretty well. Like I think that they probably have the right guy on staff there, which kind of good, kind of bad. I mean, it's, it's good that they're not a complete pushover anymore, I guess. Um, I'm not really sure you know, they're, they're going to have to get better recruits in there, which they can probably do so because they've, um, they're showing some improvement. Um, North Carolina, fair by two and a half at NC state. I thought for sure we were going to see some NC, NC state shit in this game before it happened. We did not. NC state wins 39 to 20. If Tom were here, what do you think Tom would have to say about uh, UNC losing like that? I well, first of all, Tom would say it's embarrassing. Second of all, Tom would say, mm-hmm. "Do you know this might be the?" I be- he believes it is uh, <laughs> Dave Doran's first chance at a ten-win season, which mm-hmm. uh, you know seems like it's setting up for some great NC State shit during the uh, during bowl season, like a close loss to to barely yeah. not get the ten wins. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Or maybe like a fourth and thirty-one at the end of the game. <laughs> to, to not get that 10th win that sounds about right i thought we were gonna see it there um i mean good good for nc state i guess i mean dave doran kind of seems like a whiny bitch but whatever also i don't know how gene has him fired yet this is gonna be yeah this is gonna be like this is gonna cement dave doran's like tenure at, at nc state and he'll never leave now and their their fans will be like perpetually you know Oh yeah, lukewarm. Yeah, got, I guess because they get, they'll never win anything, but they'll you know. Yeah, they got Dave to go to a bowl every year. They got Dave Doran's just growing in the walls there. Like he's you're yeah. never getting that stench out. Uh, nope, he's in there. He's fully in there. He's gonna have to like go somewhere on his own, like be hired away, which will never happen. So yeah, I mean, who's I, who's beating down the doors to get Dave Doran? You never hear his <laughs> not name a talked damn, about. Not a damn person. Nope. Never gonna. I. I don't. The only way you're ever gonna see him. I mean, if he gets to ten wins, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe no. somebody does. But I. I don't even. Was he on that. anyone's shortlist? I don't think so. I've never seen his name on anything. No. Unless his agent puts it out there every now and then. Like, I'm assuming he doesn't work for Jimmy Sexton because Jimmy Sexton can get anybody on a coaching list every year. Um, Sexton probably just doesn't want to work with him because he knows he's a loser. All right, uh, I had a write-in here because um, it was too much fun to watch on TV. Iowa State, uh, Kansas State, this was a snow game, just a blizzard. Um, Iowa State wins 42-35 to 35 in a game that had to be repeatedly, the lines on the field had to be shuffled uh, to so that you could see them. I believe that Iowa State, um, that they averaged... Uh, I want to say it was like 16 yards per play in this game. Um, wow. Let me look. Sorry. 13.9 yards per play. 
Um, they had 258 rushing yards, 230 passing yards. This is wild. They scored 42 points. They had 10 first downs in the whole game. Jeez. So they were just getting just big play after big, big play, I guess. Plays. Yeah. yeah. Probably uh, really hard to tackle in the uh, snow, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold up. They had 35 total plays. Iowa State did. 35. <laughs> Kansas State had 102 and lost. Um, <laughs> this is fucking wild. Uh, the time of possession. Well, which, I mean, this tracks with the plays. Time of possession, under 18 minutes for Iowa State. 42 for Kansas State. Iowa oh State's, like, I don't understand. Iowa State's, like, defense must have been gassed by the end. How? Oh, wow. Good God, this is... Uh, uh, this is just the Big Twelve is is an enigma to me. I don't understand this. This is like, this is like looking at another language. And I was watching it. I mean, I had it on my like phone while I was watching the uh, uh, UGA game. Uh, it was beautiful to look at. I would absolutely be miserable to be there, but it was fun to watch on TV. But you could barely see anything that was going on. And I'm right. sure that like you'd see these guys just running up the middle, and like people were taking like the worst lines, like trying to trying to get to him. Like, yeah. it was just like somehow like it seemed like everybody had their like Kansas State had their linebackers like super far up, so it was like they were just immediately through the second level on like every rushing play. Um, I'm not sure why they were doing that. You would think that they would have figured it out at some point, but whatever. Um. So there was that game. Your game of the week was Ohio State at Michigan. Um, Michigan was favored by three and a half. They win 32-24. So good job, Vegas. I, Andrew, I hope you brought your napkins. Uh, I did not. I will just uh, you know, say that the better team won. And okay. <laughs> um, Ryan Day is probably never going to win anything of value. And uh, good luck to Michigan. I hope they win it all. <laughs> okay uh so uh that that's very magnanimous of you andrew i yes. appreciate that yeah well so, you know gotta root for the uh conference you know yeah big 10 big 10 big 10 yeah b-i-g b-i-g <laughs> wait b-1-g b-1-g sorry yeah, yeah there yeah. it is there it is so um okay so uh God, um, so since you're being so magnanimous, I, I feel like I sure. should probably be indignant on your behalf. So <laughs> Ryan Day fell fell victim to one of the classic blunders, which is, first of all, you proved Lou Holtz wrong, or right, actually, that your team wasn't man enough. You tried to be man enough in stepping up to the plate and trying to play Michigan's game against them and you failed at it for the second time in the row. And it, like this is not what what got you there. I don't understand why he gets into this game. It seems like he's gotten into this game the same habit of like oh, they want to play man ball? Well fuck yeah, we can play man ball too. Well, yeah, we can do that. I, but that's not uh, what they do. That's not what Ryan Day is. Like, I don't know why he wants to be something that he's not. He wants to prove he wants to prove uh, you know, uh, Lou Holtz wrong. That they're yeah. a manly team and they can, you know, they can play uh, you know, man ball and win. 
Cool. So just hand the ball to Marvin Harrison is and put him in eye formation behind a fullback. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I just don't understand. Like, okay, so Kyle McCord sucks. Uh, he's the worst quarterback that y'all have had in quite <laughs> some time. <laughs> um, he's not good. No. Maserati being on the t- same team. Or shall I say Maserati? I don't know. That's my, my Maserati attempt, Marv. My attempt at a, at a Gus Johnson uh, without blowing out everybody's uh, speakers or headphones. Um, yeah, he's completely wasted being on this team. I feel I, I feel bad so that on. he's stuck I, with Kyle McCord. Let's let's okay, fine. He's stuck with Kyle McCord. Pretty sure last year he had C.J. Stroud. So I don't want like people that's making fair. that excuse. You know. I, he had a good quarterback and it didn't matter. I mean, it is what it is. Like he can't really do anything about that, but I mean, uh, still the thing is that if Kyle McCord can be, and I guess we'll get to this here in a little bit, you can plan around your quarterbacks, uh, efficiencies and deficiencies. We gave Jalen Milrow a lot of shit earlier in the season and rightfully so they benched him. They put in two different quarterbacks below him in the South Florida game, and they were any better. They were actually a lot worse. And so I think they took a step back. They went back to the drawing board, and they figured out what the hell he can do. Um, he can, Jalen Milrow can improvise. He can uh, kind of do the like the backyard football. He can buy time. He has the most time in the country in the pocket. Like He takes a long time to make passes downfield. He's not a quick decision maker. Um, however, that's also helped by the fact that he can get around that because he's very elusive. He's like, he runs like a four, four and he's what, like 240, 250 pounds, something like that. Um, like he's a big dude. He's got kind of a, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's really good at passing down the field. He's not good at intermediate passes, but you know, it kind of works for them. They've made, they've made that work. Now, it seems like they should have found out something that Kyle McCord can do, and it doesn't seem like Ryan Day's really done that, or at least he's not comfortable enough in big games to let him do that. Um, I just figured coming into this game, we were going to see one of two things, and we saw the latter. We were going to see Ryan Day do what Ohio State does well and run their same kind of offense, or we're going to see him overthink things again, come into this game, play differently than... Mm -hmm than they should and you know how everybody wants them to and how you have scribbled down on your napkins i assume but you're being magnanimous so i get it right 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 but, right right. i yeah. wrote all that stuff but i was just like you know in a yeah. moment of anger and now i feel you know like you feel better i now. feel better i understand yeah. you know i feel better i can make i can be you, honest with myself and with the world and you know yeah let, let me okay, know Brian day cannot be a coachless team that is not cheating then you know yeah when is he ever going to win When's he ever going to do it? So, did, like, yeah. were you so upset? Did you burn your jersey the other day? No, you, I mean, jerseys are sacred. You can't burn those. You have to oh, have them to okay. wear them every weekend. You know. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What is a Big Ten fan without their jersey? I, have to, you know, that or in the hoodie I wear it over. So, you know, it's whatever. You know, I can't. Yeah. You know. Well, something's got to go. Maybe you just bring out like yeah. another LeBron jersey uh, from yeah, when yeah, he was yeah. with the Cavs. Just, just burn that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta burn something. Oh. 
I'll burn the one from when he was the first time he was with the Cavs, not when yeah. he won his uh, his uh, his NBA Finals ring. All right. Um, all right. I think that's enough on the, on that one. Um, your turd of the week was uh, was turdy. Virginia Tech was fair by two and a half at Virginia. Virginia Tech wins uh, fifty five to seventeen. Holy moly! That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Virginia sucks. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. They do suck. I don't know what else to say about that, but very turdy. Didn't disappoint. Your Pac-12 after dark game. The last one uh, was Cal at UCLA. UCLA was fair by nine and a half. They go out with a whimper, losing 33-7. to Apparently, Chip Kelly's job is currently safe. I believe he got the dreaded vote of confidence as well. Oh, yeah. He'll be fine then. Yeah. Not, no one ever just sends, sends that vote of confidence out yeah. after looking to fire. Merely a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about this week's games, shall we? Um, I know that you've got to get to working on the uh, on the pickums, so ho- uh, hopefully you have those yeah. ready to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I have edit privileges and everything. I can do whatever, whatever I need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Friday of this week, we've got a couple games. Uh, first one, we have the Conference USA Championship game. We got New Mexico State at Liberty. Liberty T is favored by ten and a half. This is at seven o'clock on CBS Sports Network. And uh, also that week, actually, we'll come back to that. I, we're going to have two games of the week this week, and I can okay. justify that by saying that they're that they are both probably equally deserving. And I am justifying it by saying it's the last <laughs> real week of games before bowls because I can, and because they're on two different nights. So we'll just cover both of those here in a minute. Fine, um, fine. So we got two games of the week, but they were separated by different days, so it's fine. Uh, Saturday, we got the... Also, also, I was legitimately torn over which one to do, so in this case, I just didn't have to make a decision. I could just choose both, so uh, there we go. Saturday, we got the Big 12 championship game. We got Oklahoma State versus Texas. Texas favored by 14.5 at noon on ABC. Texas potentially fighting for a playoff spot, depending on you know, other games, but uh, they have to win here. I mean, someone is definitely falling. Well, that's not true. Someone might not fall out of the top four. I shouldn't say that. Someone will pro- probably fall out of the top four. Uh, as a reminder, your top four is Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. So if Washington wins, they're in, you know. They're in, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if Oregon wins, uh, they're probably in. Chaos. They're probably in, yeah. but uh, chaos. Um. And we'll, I guess we can talk a little bit more about um, other, you know, well, like what should happen and God only knows like what will happen. We can talk until we're blue in the face on here. Uh, but unfortunately we don't have any sway with, um, with Boo Corrigan and the rest of the dudes. Um, your Mac championship game. Uh, at the same time, you got Miami, Ohio versus Toledo, who is paired by seven and a half. That's at noon on ESPN. Uh, Mountain oh, West. No one's going to watch this. Yeah, no one's going to watch any of these except for the big one, Big Twelve. Yeah, I, I'm still talking about it just because this is the last week we got for a bit. All uh, right, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go quick over most of these until we get to the the P5s. Uh, Mountain West Conference. We got uh, Boise State uh, fair by two and a half versus UNLV at three on Fox. Uh. Could be fun if you if you want to watch that. There's other stuff at uh, at four that you could uh, uh, watch instead. We will talk about that later. 
AAC has Tulane favored by five and a half versus SMU at four on ABC. Yeah, all these games at four are being sent to die. Uh, but I guess you could yep. catch an hour of Boise State and UNLV at three. Um, Sun Belt championship championship game. Sorry, uh, App State at Troy. He's favored by a six and a half at four on ESPN. Um, cool. Decent game. No one's gonna watch that. Nobody's fine. gonna watch it. Uh, the SWAC uh, CG uh, championship game Prairie View at Florida A&M at four o'clock on ESPN two. So sure. Um, ACC championship game. Nobody. Uh, nobody's gonna watch. I don't know. Maybe they'll watch. Uh, I don't. I really don't think Michigan versus Iowa is gonna be an enjoyable game for anyone to watch. Um, I think Florida State versus Louisville would be more entertaining. But uh, that's just my thought. I, I do think it's going to be more entertaining. It's definitely a closer spread. Um, Iowa versus Michigan would be a uh, would be our turn of the week if Iowa had not been chosen already. However, I don't even really know if there's a point in doing a turn of the week this week because if I can't put Iowa versus Michigan there, we shouldn't even have one. So there's a good chance Iowa might not score at all unless it's a defensive touchdown. There is uh, fun fact. Let's just transition to that. Iowa versus Michigan and Michigan's favored by 23 and a half. That's at eight on Fox. The over under is 34 and a half. Currently it has moved down from 35 and a half at open. I believe um, also <laughs> this was fantastic. Uh, Brian Fremont's uh, FEI uh, game projections uh, projected Iowa to score negative one point in this game. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have broken the models. Uh, <laughs> shut it all down um that's just i it it's gonna be so funny if we get into this game andy, like if we, yeah andy i heard someone's at the door somebody at the door is that someone's is at the door. a, a you va- secondhand it. secondhand vacuum cleaner salesman who's here you should maybe answer the door ding dong right. oh shit is that tom <laughs> is ding it dong. could it be Oh, it's Tom. Hey, how do you feel about Clemson this week? Did we, did, did we lose did him? We, hello? <laughs> hello? 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 Playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Hello. The playoffs. Let me tell you about the playoffs. They're playoffs. a thing that I would like to participate in. Yeah, it would be yeah, nice, wouldn't it? It's been a few it? years since your uh, team has participated in it. Tom. One. What? Oh yeah, Tom. Yes, correct. Yeah. Hello, Tom. I am Tom, the vacuum salesman. <laughs> well, I'm talking to Andrew. This is Andrew here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Andrew. I've been oh. I've been Andrew the whole oh. episode. That's right. What, He's been your, Andrew what, the whole what, time. What was your thoughts on the Ohio State Michigan game? Please let me know. Uh, it was great. Was, <laughs> it was great. I I was nothing but um, uh, nice to Michigan. I had some very uh-huh. very nice as, thoughts. As um, Andrew I would wish be. them the best. Yeah, yeah. I, and and I, and I said I hope they win it all, and I was a fan of the big, and then I yeah. chanted B1G, 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 yeah. <laughs> as God intended, B1G, B1G, B1G. Yeah. You yeah. uh, also, uh, Andrew also said he was getting that tattooed on him. It was just going to say B1G. Yeah, B1G. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what does Tom the vacuum cleaner salesman think about everything that happened this last week? Uh, so Tom the vacuum sales cleaner says Alabama is lucky as fuck. Sure. Uh, yeah, we, as for we, Ohio we, State, that. Mm-hmm. as for Ohio State, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ryan Day, we got to talk. 
Yeah. We, uh, we pitch, made, right? you know, the, the, the comment, you know, that Brian Day can't beat a non-cheating coachless Michigan team. When is he ever going to beat them? So here's my thing is a lot of people are like, oh, Ryan Day is 50. He's 50, whatever, 56 and four or six. or I don't even know what it is. 56 seven, and six. Seven. Seven. Not okay, much, whatever. whatever it is. Yeah. But everyone's like, that's why he made Ohio State. No, it's like Ohio State made Ryan Day 56 and seven. Ryan Day did not make Ohio State 56 and seven. Like he had a full roster. Yeah. He's had stud guys. I will say this year, it was. It was nice to have. We had a chance at the end, which is not. I mean, we were three three and a half point underdogs. We had a chance at the end to win that. You can't go and lose the turnover battle. You can't throw two bad picks. One, the one at the end, his arm got hit. That's whatever. The one in the first quarter was game changing. There, I, we could bitch about calls. We could bitch about the interception fumbles, the interception or touchdown thing. I, I don't. I've gone back and forth nine times on which way that should have went. I think whatever they called on the field was the right call, but I, you know, I don't know what should have been called on the field. Uh, there was a couple I watched. I did a replay, watch replay of like the all uh, twenty-two, and there was a couple plays that they should have reviewed that were first downs on Ohio State. There was a couple holding things, but like I don't know, that shit happens every game. Uh, here's what I'm tired of Ryan Day with. I'm tired of Ryan Day every season before we go and play Michigan. He says, I'm not going to play scared. And then he plays like the scaredest motherfucker I've ever seen. You can't punt it on your side of the 50 on fourth and one. You can't. McCord was having a good deep game. Stop calling those calls. We weren't calling. We weren't creative in the play calling. I don't understand why every season we go to Michigan, he's like, well, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to be. We're not going to play scared. And then he plays like he's shitting his pants the entire time. It's really frustrating. Defense couldn't get off the field in the second half. They let him score on every single drive. It's just, it, it was, it was not it was, as frustrating as previous years, but it's still frustrating that we lost. I think Michigan uh, McCord is, it's hard to go from Ohio state went from five of the best quarterbacks I've ever had back to back to back to back. And then you go to a quarterback who could start for, I don't know, probably 10 of the teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. If yeah. not most of the top 25, I would say you know a large majority of the top 25, McCord would be their starter. But he's, you know, he's, he's good. He's not yeah. great, but we went from everything that was great. Uh, I don't, he is, uh, he's serviceable. So we had a conversation before, before you joined Tom. Which was that, uh, to Alabama's credit, they seem to have figured out what uh, Jalen Milrow's deficiencies uh, are and what he's good at uh, from earlier in the season, and they've adapted some to that. And it, I haven't seen quite the same adaptation with Kyle McCord over what he is good at and not good at, and it feels like uh, well, to Alabama me... Well, Alabama figured out they should just run the ball with Milrow. You can't do that with McCord. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do something with McCord. I mean, we're talking about a guy who had who was 24 touchdowns and six interceptions and had four interceptions going into the last game. So it's not like he was throwing double digit picks. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, it, so what was the problem against me. Michigan? Uh, that like, you missed it. I said that Ryan Day played scared, even though he told us the whole time he wasn't going to play scared. I heard scared. that. Oh, I heard that. What was, 
was like, his problem? Why Michigan? was he playing scared? Why was he playing scared? Yeah. Why was Day or McCord? Day. Uh, because I think I don't think. Well, now we know that Jim Harbaugh is not the one beating Michigan, Michigan or Ohio State. Michigan's beating Ryan Day. Right. Uh, I think it just gets in his head too much. I don't understand how we went from the game he called versus Georgia, who's the best team that Day's probably played outside of the Alabama COVID season. Yeah. Uh, and he well, played those games are called completely different. I think it's I think he he legitimately feels like for some reason he gets to this weird thing where he feels like his manhood has been challenged by Michigan and he's got to play three yards in a cloud of dust all of but a sudden. He, he wasn't, but he wasn't playing that way. That was working. We were chunking, we were chunking and he wasn't calling those plays. When you think you can do that, you go for it on fourth and one on your side of the 50. It, it's, I, I don't know. It's, the, I mean, the key of that game was those two turnovers. That two pick, those two picks, they don't happen. Ohio State wins that game. It's just, you know, two plays yeah. change a game. I mean, yeah, turnovers but, are, yeah, they're, they're a big deal, obviously. So, um, yeah. So well. it was frustrating, but you had a sh- we had a shot at the end, you know, it didn't it didn't work out this year. It's better than the previous two years where the defense was just giving up huge, you know, 80-yard, 70-yard, 60-yard plays. They contained for the most part, but I don't know what the fuck they were doing not covering the tight end half the game. And then we had Orgy come in. Never even heard of Orgy this whole season. Here he comes. Just has an Orgy on the, the field. field. Orgy? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. just has an orgy on the middle of the field. Wow. In the middle yeah. of the field, just a giant orgy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wide open. No one likes that. A wide open orgy appears. Yeah. Anyways, I, so now I'm actively rooting for the absolute demise of Michigan football and hope they never see the light of day again. That is not what, what, what Andrew would say. Andrew <laughs> would hope that they would win the, win the national championship and yeah. bring one home for the big. Yeah. B1G. 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 Yeah, so we were discussing it. My, nap, my, uh, my napkin scribblings uh, just say coward over and over again, and they're underlined a whole bunch because Ryan Day is a coward. So is Lou Holtz proven right, in your opinion, Tom? I'm you're Tom. Am I Tom? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're Tom. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that they got out physical that game. Yeah. I just think Ryan Day is a coward. Was he a coward for just not going for it fourth and one on? their side of the field or something. Yeah. And a lot of his play calling was cowardly. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I, I agree. I, I thought that it was kind of going to go this way. And I was like, I mean, if he, if he shows up and he acts like he's got, uh, nothing to lose and just goes balls to the wall and just goes for it. Uh, then there's no reason that they, that Michigan should really be able to compete with them with that boring ass offense. But, I well, they didn't. Saw, I saw kind of a boring ass offense Actually, this week from Ohio State, in my opinion. So. Michigan, Michigan had a really creative play call. They had really their some of their play design was really well. So you know, kudos to Sharon Moore and them on on drawing up a great game plan. Some of it was really good. The the tight end uh, utilization was actually pretty good. Um, there were actually some some passes down the field in the middle of the field that uh, there was one in particular that JJ threw that was really good um, for. A, TD in between uh, they were uh, Ohio state had them like high, low um, coverage on whoever that receiver was and threw a pass right in between them into the end zone for touchdown. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, 
it was probably a better game from uh, from JJ than we've seen all year. So I guess I will I will give him some props for that, even though I still think JJ McCarthy's not really all that great. He uh, he certainly did better in this game. So let's see where were we at in the uh, outline? Oh yeah, we were actually talking about this week's games. So. Your games of the week. We are to, uh, there are two games of the week this week, and they're separated by Friday and Saturday. Friday, we got Oregon favored by nine and a half versus Washington at eight on ABC. Um, Stats of War on Twitter uh, was uh, good enough to put up his previews earlier in the week. Sometimes we are not able to do these because if he doesn't put them out before we record the podcast, then I can't really talk about them. So, He's got Oregon winning uh, uh, like about 35 and a half points to 30 and a half for uh, Washington. So just running up 36 to 30. Um, if I mean, we can't really look at anything. Uh, well, we can't talk about the specific numbers on here. I don't think those really mean anything other than that you can see from this. Uh, if you were looking at these previews, you can see that Washington's defense sucks, which is uh, no no surprise there. Um, their offense is is good, as is. I didn't uh, know Oregon. I didn't know Oregon's Washington. I didn't know Oregon's offense was better. That's um, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, Nix oh, yeah, is yeah. putting up unreal numbers. He is putting up sure, uh, but so is Phoenix. Not not as not Penix. no. Phoenix kind of came down from earth uh, uh, halfway through the season. Phoenix is going a little bit limp uh, as the season has been going. Okay. Yeah. Going a little limp. Uh, Nix is still um, doing pretty well. He's not... Uh, we, we could talk about the Heisman thing at some point. Um, Nix is probably in that top two regardless, but it, we I think we talked about it last week. The He's not throwing as far uh, per pass as uh, Penix or Jane Daniels are. Uh, however, he is completing them at a, at a ridiculous rate. Um and they're he's doing exactly what they want him to do in that offense. So I guess that's really all that you need. And the awards will figure themselves out later. Uh, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I would assume with Washington being ranked number three and Oregon being ranked number five, that if Oregon were to win this rematch of which they probably should have won the first time, if uh, landing doesn't go for one of those three fourth downs, uh, if they were to win this rematch, they're probably in the playoffs. I don't know. Do you guys disagree with that? Uh, no, I think they're in, they're in if they win. Yeah, The Pac-12 winner is definitely in the playoffs 100%. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> 100%. Right. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think that's even a discussion point at this point. So, okay, well, Hold on, hold on. Is the winner... If Oregon wins and mm-hmm. Alabama wins, is Oregon in? We'll, we'll get there in a... Well, let's get there in a little bit. But yeah, I think Oregon's okay. in. Yes, yeah. Um, Saturday, we got SEC championship game, your other game of the week. Um, like I said, I could not decide between either of these games. They were both very good. And <laughs> since I couldn't really make a decision, we're just having two. Plus they're separated on different days anyway. Um, Alabama versus Georgia, uh, the spread as of uh, this afternoon was six and a half. It may have changed since then, but, uh, yeah, six and a half. Uh, this Five is at four half. on CBS. What's that? It's five and a half now. 
Five and a half. All right, five and a half. Uh, the um, Stats of War has this as uh, 30, we'll just round to the nearest numbers, 30 to 27, uh, with UGA being 30. Um, as you can see with all of this, uh, both teams are uh, really good. The The worst part is probably that uh, UGA's field position on offense is not really doing them any favors. Um like they're not getting the ball <laughs> in great positions. However, it's not really affecting their scoring as their defense is still, or sorry, their offense is still putting up uh, good points regardless. Um, but Alabama has a field position edge. Everything else looks pretty, uh, you know, both teams are both in the good, the good colors, blue being good, red, red meaning bad uh, generally. So that being said, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, this has been, um, I think any time that Georgia and Alabama play uh we're not a traditional rival however both teams being consistently good now for the past number of years has been uh we're at least like kind of a i don't even know what you would call it but we're you know we're a rival in that we're both good at the same time and that generally for if one of us wants to get where we want to go we have to go through the other team so, um, that's fun. Uh, I've, I don't know what, what to think about this game other than that, like, um, most positions on the field, I would probably give us an edge. However, they do have a really good secondary. Um, they have a pretty good a defensive front. I would probably take their front seven over ours. Um, the rest of the the offense, I would take, I would take back over Milrow. I do like Milrow's maneuverability, obviously, but like the rest of the things that a quarterback does, I would take back over him, and then I would take our receivers and obviously Bowers over over them, and I would take I would take our running backs. Uh, they do have a good offensive line because they they've been able to protect uh, Milrow and give him tons of time, which is also helped by him being so elusive. He's hard to get on the ground. So the the X factor in this game is obviously Milrow. Um, and trying to hold down, keep those receivers from getting open uh, for like three and a half seconds, which is like an eternity. But he has the longest time, I believe, in, in uh, of P5 quarterbacks to pass the ball. Um, so I think that just speaks to how elusive he is. Um, so anyway, I, I don't really know what to say about this game. It's always, it's always tough. I expect both coaches to have a pretty good plan, and it's probably going to be miserable for both teams. Um, we'll see Great for the rest of us. Yeah, sure. I, and everybody else will be hate watching it. Um, I will also be hate watching it. Um, if that makes everybody else feel any better. So I will have no enjoyment in this game other than relief. If we win or, uh, nausea, if we don't actually, I'll be nauseated either way, most likely, but, uh, anyway, so that is that. And, uh, since we, it kind of came up before, Obviously, if Georgia wins, they're in the, um, they're in, I mean, they're number one in the playoff now, so that's not going to change. However, if Alabama wins, uh, we are proud. I mean, in my opinion, we're out. It would take, uh, chaos happening elsewise or otherwise for us to be in. If Alabama wins, it requires probably a little bit less chaos for them to be in, but I don't think they're an automatic in. Um, however, I do think that the committee would love to put in 
whoever the winner is of the SEC into the playoff. But I, you can't I leave out see... a P5 undefeated team is all I'm going to say. Like, you can't leave out a P5 undefeated team over a one-loss. Now, hold on. Okay, champion. so if Georgia loses, there will only be three undefeated teams. You can put someone in there. Well, Texas. then the then the question becomes Texas, and Texas beat Alabama in a head-to-head matchup earlier in the season on the road convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, it, it gets into this weird thing of, yes, they beat them head-to-head, and then, but, you know, maybe the committee's like, but, you know, we've seen that Alabama's grown since then. They're played a lot better. They just beat the number one team in America. So they're like, then it's going to come into this, like, should head-to-head matter or... Yes, if they have the same resume... Absolutely. I'm not really disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like, do, like the they two... have the same, do they have the same resume? Because Alabama would have beaten the number one team in the country. Okay. They, uh, who is Ohio head State? Head. All right, who is Texas beaten? Who in the they top? Beat, uh, well, Alabama. Texas, <laughs> Texas, Alabama. Texas has a lot of top 25 wins. A lot of top 25 wins. Uh, they, they wouldn't have the, okay. the win that Alabama would have in this case. However, they would have a win over Alabama, which seems like it means uh, a lot. I, I don't really know. They would, I think, hold on. They would have beaten Alabama, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Did they beat Kansas State? I guess they did. Did they yes. play Kansas State? I don't even know. Okay, so that's did. three. Who was their loss to? It's easier to, to oh, do Oklahoma. That. They lost to Oklahoma. Okay, then. Yeah. All right. So By four points. They still right. lost to them. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying that was it was it wasn't like a blowout. Number twelve I think, Oklahoma. I think it's absolutely absurd if if even if Alabama if okay, if Alabama like obliterates Georgia, like, you know, over three scores, then I think we have a case. But if Alabama wins like they did last week, I feel like I feel like I take I was taking crazy pills. Listen, everyone talk about Alabama. Like, did we not watch them shit up and down the field versus fucking South Florida? Did we not watch them almost lose to who? South Carolina? We did talk about that earlier. Did we not watch them almost lose? They took a fucking miracle, uh, an absolute miracle to beat Auburn. Yeah, they did. And so if they go out, you can get up for one game, right? You could say that about Texas. But I think that Texas has looked consistently better this whole season than Alabama has. And I don't think that when it comes down to those teams have the same resume, they both won their conference championship and they played head to head and one was at home and they beat them convincingly. You're insane. If you think that you shouldn't take the team who won head to head. Okay. I mean, Um, I get what you're saying. I don't think if they played again today, that it would be a similar outcome. I don't either. Um, For one thing, it's, it's hard to beat the same team twice as they say, uh, but also, I do think that Alabama is a better team at this point in the season. But I mean, we say, I feel like we say this every year, and it's always around Alabama that losses have to matter. It's always around Alabama. Losses have Texas to matter. Texas lost too. It's not like Texas is undefeated. I'm I know, but they lost head to head. They lost head to head. I guess. I, I think it always. I don't know. We, we always. It always comes down to this thing at the end of the year of of whether you choose the best or the most deserving and. You could even make the case that even if Georgia loses this yeah, game, I provided if it's Texas close, both of those things over Alabama. Well, theoretically, if we're if we're going best or most, if we're going best, then even if Georgia loses this game close, then you may have to. <laughs> then you're looking at like Alabama and Georgia in, but I don't think that that's how the committee's going to look at it. However, it seems like they they change the, how they look at things all the time. So I don't really know what to 
If I, Alabama I, beats Georgia, is there a case to be made to keep Georgia in and leave Alabama out? No, I don't. I don't think that there is. I no. I think you can't. You you can't do. I don't think you could do that. You can't ignore the, the unless it were a unless it's uh, like that blowout, like that complete blowout. Well, I was going to say unless uh, Georgia is undefeated and Alabama comes in as like a, a three loss team and somehow wins. No, no, like, no, no, no. I mean, in this oh, situation, is there a situation. case if Alabama wins, even if it's by a point, is there a case to leave Georgia in and keep Alabama out? No, I don't see that. No. Okay. So leave Georgia in and Alabama's out. Yes, if Alabama wins, even by a point. I think I think there is some permutation where that could happen. I don't I think if if I think it would take so chaos. I, I the pack the pack 12 is getting in no matter what. We all agree with that. Yes. Uh okay, so yeah, that's one that's so. one spot. That's one yeah. spot gone. So we have three spots left. Mm-hmm. So Michigan wins, they're in. We have two spots left. So now yeah. you have two spots for the combination of the SEC champion, Florida State or Texas. Uh-huh. Well, so I guess in a scenario, no. well, a scenario that could happen is if Texas and Florida State both lose, I could see that happening. But the, Alabama would be it. in if that was the case. I'm no, saying it's really, case, it's really, I'm saying it's, a case. Is there a case where Georgia stays in even if they lose and Alabama doesn't get in if they win? I don't know. Uh, so you're basically, I think we can, uh, I don't know if this simplifies it or not. You're basically got. We're I think we're assuming Michigan beats Iowa, uh, barring chaos. They're in. Pac-12 winner is in. That's two. That leaves uh, your your teams in question there at that point are Georgia, kind of, uh, or uh, sorry, Georgia, Florida State, or Alabama. And I think so, if you get Texas Texas to lose, Alabama wins, Florida State wins. I think you could potentially see that scenario. Say that one more time. Who loses? If, Texas? If if Texas loses, eliminates uh-huh. them. Yep. If Florida State wins, so now you have three spots taken up, and then I could see the scenario there where Georgia stays in. If and it's Alabama's a close out. Game, if it's a close game and it's like fuckery. Uh, I I would hate man, it. That's a really tough. See it. I would hate a, it, but I would that's I a could really see tough. It. I'd love to hear their sell on that if that happens because <laughs> Alabama would have. Like you just negated the whole SEC championship at that point, right? Because right. It, d- it didn't matter what happens in it because Georgia's going to stay in and Alabama's not going to get in, right? Yeah, of course you put oh, uh, UGA Bama game in Pickums. I guess it has to be, but uh, I think that the scenarios for the uh, <laughs> we haven't really gotten to how I feel how it's going to be, which is going to be different than how my Pickum is actually going to be. But at this point, I will tell you how I think that it's going to go. I think Alabama wins uh, in a close game, or we. Uh, I think more likely we win by uh, what's the spread five and a half. Um, that I I think that we cover. Uh, I'm not saying by a lot, but I'm you know it feels like about a touchdown. And uh, I'm interested to see uh, the um, the Georgia offense against this Alabama defense. Um, I think it's going to be I interesting. Saw trouble, I saw how much trouble Auburn gave you, although you like you said it was earlier in the season, but. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, and they haven't had. Uh, I think Brock and uh, and Lad Lad have played in three games this season so far. So, and they were both out this last game. So, hopefully, you know, Brock should be back in this next game. Um, they have the the good thing about them being injured this year is that a lot of other receivers have actually stepped up. Um, I mean, times they've gotten a lot of chances and they've been really good. 
uh, unfortunately, you know, there were three uh, three receivers out last week if we count Bowers as a receiver, which, I mean, for all practical purposes, he's a, he's a receiver. Um, he's just a, a really thick receiver. Um, but, uh, yeah, if we, it, the thing is that like Brock, if he's out there, like he is such a, um, he's just a, he's just such a game changer because if you, if you put him in single coverage, obviously it's a mismatch with whoever he's with. If you put two guys on him, he's leaving other guys in single coverage and you like your odds there, uh, with at least several of those guys too. So, I mean, that, that's what's been going on all year. So those guys have been flourishing. Um, and then the, you know, the, the rushing has been pretty good too. I think offensively, I'd probably give us the edge. The, the big, uh, equalizer is just jailing, um, is just like his elusiveness. So I'm curious to see how they, how they try to keep him in the pocket, um, versus trying to get pressure on him and him eluding that pressure and making shit happen. Like, which is basically where he's made teams pay all year is when they try to pressure him, then he, uh, like you compress the pocket. If you do try to get pressure, you need to hit him from the blind side, which was actually, I was watching something where Pollock was talking about that on some podcasts today. He's like, yeah, the blind side. So you need to hit him from his blind side where he can't see it coming. Uh, if you try to pressure him, like you need to play contain on, on his front side. Um, yeah, yeah. Play contain on the front side. Hit him on the back side. You know what I mean? Um, that's really all I got. And we don't have uh, turds of the week this week because we can't put Iowa Michigan there because we've used Iowa and there's no Pac-12 after dark. So let us go into pickums. I have to go to knock the next door to sell my vacuum cleaners. Okay. <laughs> Do you well, want us to review? Edit? You pick them then. You, don't you can edit, edit it. Andy can edit it. Okay. My, oh. pick, my picks are in there. Goodbye. Says for you Bye, Tom. All right. See ya. I hope I sell some more vacuums. <laughs> okay. Hope you do too. All right. Well, let's uh, start out by uh, talking about uh, last week's uh, pick 'em results. And so we had Florida State, uh, Florida. Um, God, this is kind of hard for me to read. Um, I believe Florida State was favored by six and a half. Uh, Correct. Tom. Yeah, Tom, you said they would cover. Vegas said they would cover. You were correct. And, uh, Andrew and I were incorrect. Uh, also, the names have gotten too confusing. So we're just switching back to you being Tom. Uh, That's fine. Okay. Uh, Clemen and South Carolina. Uh, Clemen was favored by a seven. Everybody said yes, and we were all correct. Uh, yep. Oregon State. Oregon. Oregon favored by 13 and a half. Uh, Tom, you and Andrew said no. You were both dumb. Myself and Vegas were smart. We said yes. Uh, we were right. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, UGA was fair by 24. He had in here. Uh, you said yes. Um, does he have this backwards? That's not right. This doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's should backwards. be red. Uh, where's the. All right, that should be red. Yeah, sorry. This is on the fly, and our vacuum cleaner salesman has left the, uh, the building. Uh, so we're having to do this on the fly. Uh, you said yes. Me and Andrew said no. Vegas said yes. Uh, me and Andrew were surprisingly correct. Um, OSU Michigan, uh, Michigan was fair by three and a half. Um, the three humans said Ohio State. Uh, we were all dumb. Vegas was correct and said Michigan. 
Um, your bonus was Iowa, uh, Nebraska over under 26 and a half. Myself and Tom said under and Andrew and Vegas said over. They were dumb. Um, brings us to, we got to update these scores. That was uh, two. The fuck did he do? Two and three. What is, what is going on here? I don't understand his system. Three. Wait, I'm th- Three and three, because we got the bonus. Oh, are we counting the bonus? Oh, yeah, I guess we are counting the bonus. That's what happened. Okay, so three and three. You're right. Okay. I was You're wondering why these numbers two. weren't adding up. Yeah. So four and two, and then two and four, and then th- four and two. All right, so that makes it so Tom went three and three last week. I, uh, myself and Vegas went four and two, and Andrew went two and four. He probably got these totals incorrect. Yeah, we're going to have to change this. So 34 and uh, 22. And then then, uh, 40 and 20. Wait, was it 19? 19? Um, Wait. Right? No, no, no. 37 and... 37 and 19. No. Wait. Is it? Yeah, two plus seventeen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thirty-seven, thirty-seven, nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two. Uh, Twenty-one and thirty-five, and then thirty-seven and nineteen. Twenty-one, yeah. thirty-five, and then what did you say? Uh, thirty-five. Same as yours. Thirty-seven, thirty-seven, nineteen. Wait, no, wait, thirty-five and twenty-one. All right. Okay. Uh, updated scores. Uh, sorry, we were having to do that because our unpaid intern uh, has left the building and he's getting uh, his money's worth, I guess, since we're not paying him. Uh, Tom, uh, 34 22. I am leading at 37 19 now. Um, Vegas is at 35 21. Andrew is a dumpster fire at 21 and 35. And let us bring us to, oh God, he picked the. Uh, We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. All right. First game, we got Oregon. I don't really know how he does this. We'll just say Oregon's favored by nine and a half over UW. Uh, do they cover? They win, but they do not cover. I was going to say the same thing. They do win. It is like seven, eight points. Yeah. Um, Andrew and Vegas said yes. And uh, snake order. Uh, they uh, next game is Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas is favored by fourteen and a half. Uh, Andrew and Vegas say yes again, and I say I say no again. It's too many points. They win, but they don't cover. I'm going to say they do cover. So let's okay. go. All right. Separation Saturday. Um, UGA and Bama. We got UGA favored by five and a half. And uh, Tom does... Oh, this is straight up, sorry. Uh, But it is five and a half. I say Georgia. Um, I am going to keep my juju going. And I'm going to say Bama. Um, Andrew and Vegas went with UGA. So... uh, the three non-UGA people said UGA, and the UGA person says Bama. So there we go. Yep. I wouldn't have any other way. Uh, Florida <laughs> State and 
uh, Louisville, Florida State favored by two and a half, but we're going straight up. And uh, Vegas and Andrews said Florida State. I am, oh, God. I think that this is where we could, I'm going to go, I probably don't need to, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Louisville here because I, I think Louisville's been pretty good and I don't, I'm not super confident in this backup quarterback. And I think that there's going to be some fuckery in these championship games. And I think that this is one of the ones that happens in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Florida state. All right. And, uh, we got Michigan, Iowa, Michigan fair by 23. Um, Tom, what do you say? This is a spread. So I say yes. Oof. Really? Uh huh. All right. Uh, <laughs> I I think that they win. And as far as it can be in a game with uh against Iowa, where they want you to be as uncomfortable as possible, that they win comfortably, but it is not twenty three points. Um, Andrew also says that they don't. Uh, Michigan does not cover. I'm assuming he's saying that they win, but we, that doesn't really matter. Vegas says yes. Also, we have over under uh, 34 and a half points for this uh, Michigan Iowa uh, game. Um, Andrew has taken the over uh, several times, I believe. Um, uh-huh. I am going under uh, with any game involving Iowa. I am taking the under. What do you say? I will also take the under. I think the final score is okay. going to be like something like twenty-seven to three or thirty-one to three. It's it's going to be under. I mean, Michigan's going to score a lot of points, but I don't think Iowa's going to score anything. I think Iowa's going to score like six points, um, and it's going to be uh, either three different safeties. It's going to be a touchdown that they miss an extra point, or it's going to be two field goals. Okay. Um, you could take your pick on those, and I think that I mean I'm not putting that on the board or anything. But I think that they're going to get some points and they're going to, I think Michigan wins like 17 to six or something like that. Just an extremely boring game, but they, that they don't cover. Um, Andrew has a Lockhart cold pick uh, UGA by uh, 10 plus points. So thanks for that, Andrew. I really appreciate you picking UGA and Lockhart cold picking. This is uh, fantastic. I don't, how many teams, he has gotten uh he's gone one for one and one, two, three, four, five, one and five on Lockhart Cold Picks this season. One and five? I don't said? know what I don't I don't week four, I guess. Week six, I don't know what those things are. I don't know who they're who if those all are all him or us or It's like staring into the mouth of madness. It's hard to read this yeah. shit, people. Yeah. Um there's anyway. different uh, he's only got things. it right as far as i can understand he, uh, he's only gotten one right this season yeah it looks like he's gotten at least three wrong uh from what i can see maybe four um so we'll see what <laughs> what this week holds hopefully we win i really don't care how many points it is as long as uh, as long as it's a dub so uh, who cares so that is that for this week. Uh, also, hold up. We got some uh, some questions. We would normally have Andrew do Ready? those. But, uh, all right. We got uh, which trophy presentation. This is from an Illinois fan. Which trophy presentation will be more awkward on Saturday? Michigan winning the big after the Harbaugh, 
Harbaugh suspension, of which case he will be back for this game, by the way. Uh, Texas winning the Big 12 when Commissioner Yormark uh, hates the Longhorns now. I think Big 12 is going to be way more uh, awkward. I agree. Because they're leaving. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that Harbaugh on his own is awkward. However, you know, the yeah. conference uh, is going to, they're going to do whatever they need to, to do to get, uh, you know, to rally behind their, their winner. However, they don't have to do that same thing. Like your mark doesn't have to, doesn't have to do anything. They're going to be, man, they, they might be having those officials make some sketchy ass calls against Texas on Saturday. That would be funny. Yeah. But then also oh, it might man. be like the big 12's last chance to have a national championship. Yeah, I, I guess so. And then Texas is just going to claim it when they go to the SEC, obviously. But, you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. I guess the money comes into the conference that they were in. So, at least the money. Check with Cleary if they actually made it. Um, and then if they won some games in the playoffs, you get more money, obviously. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, okay, after all the dust settles, who are the four playoff teams? I think we, I think we essentially got there, although we didn't, like, nail down a Final Four. Um if I had to give a final four, I mean Andrew's already left. I would uh I would say it's gonna be fairly chalky. I think we're gonna have um some slight changes here though. I think we're gonna have uh Georgia, Michigan, um I think Oregon beats Washington and I mean I don't know the order, I'm just saying my four. Um Georgia, Michigan being the top two. And then three and four, I'm not sure the exact order, but Oregon and, um, well, since I thought Florida State's going to lose, I guess they're out. So I would say Oregon and uh, Texas. So wow. Georgia, I Michigan, do, Oregon, Texas. I will do the same, except I think Florida State makes it in. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. If you think that, yeah, obviously, if you think Florida State's going to beat Louisville, you would have to put Florida State in there because right. they'd be undefeated. So, yeah, that makes sense. I would assume Andrew would probably pick something. Uh, uh, somewhere in between what I picked or what Tom picked. Um, but probably I already closed out the pick so I can't remember if he picked Florida state, but I'm pretty sure he did. So he'd he probably pick he what did Tom pick did. State. Yeah. Yep. Um, let us see if we got any other questions. We do have uh, mostly final Mac standings from Carl uh, Tom's um, Huskies. What team was that? Uh-huh. I forget. Uh, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Okay, they're six and six, and they're going bowling. So that's more than the game. Hey, I did it. Yep. Cardinals. Uh, Carl's Carl's Cardinals say that twice. Uh, they went four and eight. Um, Andrew's Zips went two and ten, and only beat Andy and FCS Morgan State, who went four and six. So oof. Uh, my Golden Flashes went one eleven, and only beat FCS oh, Central Yukon. Or wait, no. FCS Central Connecticut. That, that's not even UConn. Uh, Central Connecticut, who went three and eight. Um, so Tom, you won, I guess. I did it. Congratulations, you're the thank best you, uh, Mac <laughs> Mac team. Um, oh boy, we got a question from a uh, uh, a longtime Clemson fan. Uh, can you <laughs> His be whole life? Can, he's been a Clemson fan. Yeah, can you be considered a, a fan of your team if you never watch the games? I'll hang up and listen. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know if that shot's fired at you or at a Michigan fan I'm that we know of. Pretty sure it's shot's fired at me. 
but uh, sure, why not? Why can't? Why do you have to uh, watch the games to be a fan? I think that uh, at a certain point, uh, I'm not going to judge somebody else for doing it. I have, uh, I've been through enough games where, it, you know, how do I say this? I, I'm fully aware that this is like the the glory years for UGA. I have watched this team through some fucking shit over the years. So if I am insufferable at this point, I like to think I'm not insufferable. I am enjoying it. I do think that Where there's you... a difference between the two, but I, I have lived through a world of shit to get to this point. So I, I feel like I'm allowed and I had to hear about 1980 for like fucking 20 or 30 years. So if I'm going <laughs> to rub people's face in it, that we've won two national championships in a, in a row and have a shot for a third fucking a i'm gonna do it so it is what it is so I, let me ask you this question where do you draw the line like if you like do, which teams do you have to watch do you have to watch the basketball team do you have to watch the baseball team you have to watch the soccer team i women's don't basketball, watch lacrosse I, like what do you like i know i know oh, you yeah. i know but i'm saying like when you ask that question you said can you be considered a fan of your team if you never watch the games but this I is mean, like I'm not school. gonna. It's not like a. It's not like being a fan of a pro team, right? It's not like being a Cowboys yeah. fan or whatever. You're sc- you're a fan of your school. So like, where do you draw that line as to? Well, you have first to watch all, the games of this team before, because I doubt he watches like the basketball team, right? Sure. I mean, I well, don't know, but I'm guessing. First of all, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade at somebody that graduated from a school and feels like they're not enjoying how things are are going this year and that they don't see any any uh any change coming in the imminent future so if that person decides for their mental health or for fucking whatever reason they want to not to watch the games it doesn't make them less of a a fan per se that now uh, uh, would i do it clearly i have not because i hate myself and i have watched (laughs) enough awful seasons that we have had in the past and um I thought that that was my lot in life was just like that we were never going to get out of that rut. Yeah. And so, I mean, look at South Carolina fans, man. They've, uh, they've had a long, long uh, go of it. So I, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't don't think they've ever been good, but, uh, yeah, I think if you give the school money, you can consider yourself a fan. Um, sure. So I I don't know. I don't, again, I, I think with a school, it's a little, it's, it's weird. And, um, it's kind of muddy just because they have multiple teams, which teams do you have to watch? Like, you know, I don't know. Does it have to be football? If it's a football school, does it need to be basketball? If it's a basketball school, like, I don't know. Do Duke basketball fans watch football? Probably most of them don't. North Carolina certainly doesn't. That's why even when they're good, their stadium's half empty. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I watch, I watch UGA basketball. I am fully aware that I am probably in the, in the minority of like most UGA football fans don't care about basketball. Um, right. I, I do care about it. <laughs> That's pretty much where I draw the line though. Like I, I want to see my school succeed in every sport. Does that mean that I'm watching, uh, no, I mean, we actually historically have a pretty good women's basketball program. Does that mean I'm going to watch every game they play? Uh, no, it, it doesn't. I, I, I have to draw the line somewhere at how many sports I watch. Like I don't, I'm not watching like soccer, uh, college soccer, um i mean shit clemson has like a national championship in soccer in like the past couple seasons like they're a good soccer team i don't watch soccer i mean maybe some every once in a while like there's literally nothing on i'll I'll put it on in the background but like and i'm actually i don't uh, make it a point you know 
I'm actually a soccer fan and I'm not watching college soccer. I'm sorry, but the, uh, the right. skill, the skill <laughs> level there is pretty, uh, pretty fucking bad because if they were any yes. good, they, they wouldn't be in college. They would be on a, on a pro team. Um, I have the same thing for college baseball. Like you don't, yeah. if you go to college, you're probably not going well, to go pro. Right? I mean, so. occasionally they, they make their way from college to, to a pro team, but like usually they're older at that point. So like the, um, yeah, the the ceiling is is sometimes like a lot lower when you're coming from college. Anyway, we have fully digressed. I, I think that yeah. you're able to make whatever decisions that you want to, whether you want to watch the games or not. But that's just me. I, like I said, I'm a, a glutton for pain, so I I watch it whether I'm. I mean, I'll I'll also be honest. Like I don't really enjoy watching us play. Still, um, <laughs> I'm relieved when we win but I'm a miserable person to watch football with when it's my own team. Like it's other teams. Yeah. I, I'm not invested. I, I don't, you know, it's great, but well, and that's the thing, you know, we talked about this last week, right? Where it's like you watch these games, especially if your team's good. Um, you, you don't enjoy the games. Like best case scenario, you're relieved. Worst case yes. scenario, you're miserable. Like there is no like yeah. happiness really, except yeah, maybe there's... at the end of the season when you win it all or something. But like yeah. up until that point, those, that 12 to 15 weeks, like it's oh, just, yeah. It's not, it's not happy times, even if you're good. It, probably especially if you're good. If you're like a middling team and you're like used to that, you probably have made your peace with that and it's not as as bad. And like winning, like if you're like a Texas Tech or something and you beat like a top five Texas, I bet like that's like euphoric. But like if you are a team, if you follow a team that's consistently in the top 10, beating a top five team is, I mean, that's relieving, but it's not, it's not the same as being like an unranked team getting right. one of those huge upsets. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, we're, you're, you're right. I'm not, it, it is only relief when we win. It's not like, like, I don't know that I ever like expect us to win. Like, yeah. I think that there might be a good chance a lot of times. Do I think there's a good chance this weekend? You're, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would, if I would ever say that, like both of these teams are like really good. They're actually more talented than we are, you know? Um, yeah. if you look at blue chip ratio they're like, we're, we're by no means a slouch, but they're, um, more talented. It's not like they don't have any talent on their team. So like, I'm not sure why I would go into this game feeling like really cocky. So I will just feel relief if we win this. I will feel that in a lot of ways that Alabama is probably the most threatening team to UGA, uh, out there. So I would, and I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody else, but I feel much better about the other teams out there than this particular game. If there's actually any Alabama fans out there, I don't know if that makes them feel yeah. better or not, but like I, this game has a lot more respect for me than like if we were to play Michigan this weekend, I wouldn't be stressing like how I am about this or Washington or Oregon. I've seen us play Bo Nix three times and I've seen how it went every time. I I, I'm super, I'm pretty confident in how that would go a, a fourth time. Anyway, so this has been actually a really long podcast. I'm not sure how it ended up that way, but uh, this I don't know be... either. I thought it was going to be short based on this week's games, but here yeah. we are. Apparently, we we rambled on for a long time, so that is it. Uh, tune in. I, I guess we'll probably do a. We should do a. <laughs> we should plan to do a shorter show next week, I suppose, I and talk so. about the uh, the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. Review the games. Sounds good. We'll do that. Tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Peace!
Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.